Good morning, Ballamy. How are you doing? It's Gigi Williams here, back with Shelf Raiders. We've got a really special episode today. I've got some special guests, Mermaid Chunky, are in the studio, and they're going to be playing some tracks that uh, they've been listening to that have informed their music. Um, and it's going to be a great show, so stay locked in and enjoy the rest of your afternoon.
Good afternoon, everybody. I say good morning, Elia, but it is obviously the afternoon. It's the 3rd of October, but it's still sunny. Uh, you're here with Gigi Williams. Um, and I've got some really special guests today. Can you introduce yourselves? Hello, Hello. we're Mermaid Chunky. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Yeah, really good. Really good. Really good. Wicked. <laughs> yeah, jigging. <laughs> um, so, can you uh, introduce yourself? What do you do? Um, what kind of music do you make? We're um, an audiovisual duo, and um, we make kind of experimental um, bounce music out of kind of whistles, whistles and sounds. Um, uh, (laughs) I think that's the best part I've ever heard Um, so you have brought me a selection of tracks today Um, we just had the first one can you tell me a little bit about why you brought it what influence has it had on you and why did you want to play it in the studio today I brought it because I heard that artists playing this track last weekend I'm actually worried that I'm gonna mispronounce her name because it's a very old Gaelic name but I think it's like Bridie Chambule <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's a song um, that so it's kind of quite influential because I feel like a lot of like Gaelic Celtic old Irish and kind of Scottish music has been quite influential but I wouldn't say that I listen to it a lot uh-huh. but it just feels very deep rooted uh-huh. in um, kind of the bones and the way that um, we kind of play. So it was exciting to see her playing these really, really old, like very incredibly old. This is our oldest song uh-huh. we're playing today, and um, uh, it's about mermaids kind of singing these Gaelic songs to lure sailors into a trance into so I thought it was dance. and the the pipes she plays are really beautiful they're like little lambs oh wow yeah little lambs yeah it looks like she's kind of birthing a small lamb <laughs> when she's <laughs> playing <them. laughs> that sounds amazing yeah. um, um recommend going to see her live oh she's wow great. where do you think we can where where can we find her uh, well, she lives on the Isle of Skye, so, mm, so I'm no. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get up there. <laughs> I've used up all my holiday. Um, uh, I think it'd be worth it. Do you think? Yeah. I should go. Maybe, maybe next year. Um, what is? Uh, that sounds amazing. So we're now playing the, the second track that you've brought. Can you quickly introduce this? Um, yeah, this is a really old medieval song by Estampi. It's called Al Jean hyphen Alonso um to be honest this is just a kind of generic medieval track that I picked (laughs) that I really liked because I've always been drawn to medieval choral music I don't know why I don't know much about it but this is why I've chose it gorgeous let's take a listen Thank you. 
that was absolutely beautiful. Um, what have you brought for us next? Um, this is Mariah Callas singing um, Habanera from Carmen Live. I just chose this because I used to drive around our hometown Stroud in a little Nissan Micra and I used to um, practice opera because no one could hear me, <laughs> um, just like making up the words. And then I was like, oh my God, I can sing some quite, I can hit some high notes if I'm on my own. And, and uh, I, there's a lot of high pitched warbling in Mummy Chunky. So that's why. Jamais connu de loi, c'est une peine dans ce thème, si je t'aime pas, pardonne-moi. 
Absolutely massive tune there. Um, <laughs> we were just chatting. I was telling um, uh, Mermaid Chunky that my mum has got into spirituality or has always been spiritual and was told that Maria Callas is working with me from the heavens above. So I feel like that's quite a cosmic, um, I don't know, mm, cosmic sign? Definitely cosmic sign. Definitely cosmic sign. She yeah. knows we were going to do a show too. I today. think she's in the studio right now. <laughs> really exciting when you told us that because <laughs> then it sparked to memory that I had a dream about a ghost made of ceramics like um, pastel-y blue ceramics last night <laughs> and I was like tapping on with my nails tapping on this ghost like ting ting <laughs> ASMR um, that um, sounds like a, a good dream good dream overall <laughs> What, um, what have we got next? What have we got next? Um, this is some switched on Bach. It's a very short song, so you might have to keep playing it over and over again. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Seven guineas that or thereabouts, small boy, rather pale, for lack of sleep, eat him cruelty. for us um so just then we had boy for sale from oliver twist um which has been probably highly influential it is it is great (laughs) it's really good it's always in my mind um (laughs) 
Freya, what did we have before that? Uh, we had some, some Bach, who I'm always a big fan of. Um, and what's next? Oh, we've got the Miller's song next from Bagpuss. Um, it's just it's an emotional roller coaster, this one. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear it. Wind again as the year will go. Farmer, farmer, the field is ripe, tall and straight they stand. Farmer, farmer, it's time to reap, time to combine the corn to keep. The straw will blow and the chaff will leap and the grain will Shine the sun and rain the rain, fall the shivery snow. Fog and sleet and hail again as the year will go. Miller, miller, take up the grain, pour it out like sand. Miller, miller, open the rill to turn the wheel and work the to grind the grain, to flour and fill the sacks below. Shine the sun and rain the rain, fall the shivery snow. Hail and wind and sleet again as the year will go. Baker, baker, the flour is here, soft and fine and bland. Baker, baker, get out of bed, put that silly old hat on your head. Bake me a loaf of golden bread and then I'll go. Blow the wind and rain the rain, fall the shivery snow. Soon the sun will shine again as the year will go. I don't know if anyone else recognises that. That felt very nostalgic to me. Yes, I really wanted to. I forgot I was going to bark in the middle. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's the theme. You were going to bark. I was going to bark. You were going to bark. Bark. Um, yeah, rhubarb and custard. We both watched that as children. Yeah, and scruffy. Scruffy. Um, we've both been very influenced by children's TV, yeah. especially Moina. Yeah. And um, VCR, sort of fuzzy things with um, clangers and whatnot. Yeah, like, um, I just feel like was very hypnotised by a lot of kids' animation, like, Mm. very old kids' animation. And they're kind of like visual albums, really. Because they're just like, 
an animated musical most of the time. <laughs> There's not that much <laughs> dialogue. They're just kind of like Do stuff. scruffing around and mm. singing. Um, and I think because we do lots of film and sound together, it's all kind of fuzzing together a lot for us most of the time as well. Also, we like to be succinct and catchy as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> children's theme tunes. to please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah they, I, I think, like, I feel sorry. I don't know, maybe I sound old now, but I feel sorry for the, for the children of today because they don't know how good we had it with, like, mm. children's cartoons. Like, Wallace and Gromit. So good. Amazing. Mm. Oh, I've got a tune later that you're like. Oh, really? Yeah, it's related. Is it? Mm. Oh, my God. No, but there are good kids films now are just different yeah yeah there are but i like i just think like early noughties like bag purse f- what, what's it called fucking the clangers anything made out of plasticine mm. i'm here for it big fan big fan mm. 10 out of 10 yeah i love the smell of plasticine <laughs> yeah. um what uh what have you brought on f- uh, for us next this is um by april phyllis I king and it's called Wasted cool. Aren't you going to answer it then? asked Ronald. No. Elsie scattered the spilt peas from her lap. It's still ringing, said Ronald. Then you answer it, replied Elsie sweetly. It's not for me, said Ronald. And it's not for me, said Elsie. Then it must be ringing for someone else. Exactly. That's why I'm not answering it. But there's no one else here, said Ronald. Right again, said Elsie. That's why I'm not answering. It may be someone wanting something. What could they be wanting, asked Elsie, pushing away her empty plate. They may want to know if we're in. Well, of course we're in. I'm here and you're there. Yes, I know that, but they don't. And you think I'm going to get up just to tell them that? She helped herself to sago pudding. If we don't answer it, they'll think we're out. Absurd, isn't it? We couldn't be more in. Pass the cream, Ronald. I wish it would stop ringing, he said. I think I'll answer it and tell them that we're not out. Silly, if you answer it, they'll know that anyway, won't they? Yes, I suppose you're right. Still, I could tell them that there is no one else here that's out. And if you don't answer it, they'll know that as well. I'll answer it anyway just to find out who wanted to know. Ronald put down his knife and fork and rose from the table. Telephone stopped ringing now, dear. Yes, I can hear that, said Ronald crossly. You mean you can't hear it, corrected Elsie. Ronald sat. Well, that's that, he said. That's what questioned Elsie. That's what happens when people telephone just to find out if a person is in or out. Serves them right, 
If we're in, we're in, and if we're out, it's a wasted call. You are a logical woman, Elsie. Pass the cream, will you? I can't pass the cream, but I'll pass you the jug. It's empty, said Ronald. I know that, said Elsie. I've finished it. That's why I passed you the jug. What's the good of a jug without cream? asked Ronald with exasperation. None at all. But better a jug without cream than no cream without a jug. I think I'd rather not have no cream with no jug than have no cream with a jug. Well, you can't have everything, Ronnie. There goes the telephone again, Elsie. Yes, let's just ignore it this time.
So we just had a couple tracks. Absolutely loved the last one. Was that Malata Stuck Game? Yes, it was. That was Addis Black Widow. Um, tune. Um, got that from my mum. He's a geek. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you get a lot of your... Like, where where have... Because you brought such an eclectic mix of stuff. Mm. Um, and we've got some you know, really different stuff coming up later. Like, can you talk to me a little bit about where you collect your music from? Like, where do your taste come from? Well, I think, like, when we were, like, choosing the songs for this, we were very much, like, trying to be honest about what's actually influenced us uh-huh. instead of maybe, like, what we listen to every day, like, currently. Sure. Um, so, um, so I feel like... I don't know. I feel like sometimes influences take like a few, like quite a few years to come through. So maybe that's why quite a lot of these songs are from the past mm. and maybe from like childhood times um, and like so probably quite connected to family and and f- hanging out with Freya and Stroud, <laughs> rocking out. <laughs> what's the what is the what's the music scene like in Stroud? Yeah, it's, it's actually not. It's not bad. We we were there really for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we both have quite slightly different takes on. I think Stroud is amazing. Um, I think it's changed a lot, obviously, but I think like there, there's like a real amazing like art, working artist community there, and um, I think the music there's like a lot of space to like mess up mm. which I think has been great I heard it's got like quite a hippie community is that right? yes hippie yeah the different communities of like old school hippies London expats um, young people that are a bit lost um, yeah gorgeous um, what, what have you brought what have you brought there's for us there's not as many dogs on ropes dogs yeah. on what on leads? no ropes Ropes. Yeah, which is kind of sad. Oh. Yeah. More soap on a rope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this next tune is... I, so I used to get accordion lessons with my mum, with um, our friend Jay Vickers. Shout out to Jay. She's like such a lovely woman, very smiley person, really encouraged me um, in lots of ways musically. And her friend... I think her friend wrote this song. I'm not exactly sure. This version is by Saul Bailey, and it's actually off just one of his YouTube videos because there's very few versions of this song out and about. I think it's quite a small town exclusive tune. So um, um, you're welcome for hearing it again. Well, thank you so much for bringing it in. And, and okay. does um, like as an instrument, like does he does the accordion? play like a big part in the stuff that you write like has it influenced your music in in that way in terms of like a sound like a texture yeah definitely I've only just I stopped playing it for years partly because I was a teenager and I thought it wasn't very cool sure and then I came back to it and also I didn't play it for a while because I had a sore shoulder and it's very heavy but I've recently gone back into it but I think a lot of the like um umpapa sort of simple background chords have really made their way into um mermaid chunky's music for sure yeah i think like i i think from the stuff that i've heard like i do think that rings true like the the rhythm and i know you said that like klezmer music is like a bit of an influence kind of texturally and like rhythmically um so it's really cool to be able to hear these things that you brought and then definitely be able to locate it in your music i think that's really wicked 
Um, we're going to play the next track now, which is called Carry a Bag. Who's it by? Kid Carpet. Let's have a listen. Crack on. Yeah, I know this one, John. <gasps> of course you do, Ken. Mm. So stick around and join in when uh, you feel confident. Yes. Yes, I will, John. Mm. Thomas was a fine man, lived till 89 and 11 months. He didn't quite make the big nine out. Though his life has ended, he's fondly remembered. Judging by the hordes that to his wake did go Mingling with mourners, some sat down in corners Others at the table, eyeing up the quiche I've had days more jolly, but never lived more fully Than when mingling with mourners, remembering the deceased was an old girl who departed this world when her invalid bogey tumbled off the curb but Doris had the send off she would have been proud of the trifle was excellent the fall of on superb mingling with mourners some sat down in corners others at the table eyeing up the quiche I've had days more jolly when mingling with mourners Remembering the deceased Oh, mingling with mourners Some would say it's creepy Mingling with mourners I disagree completely That's right, yeah. Mingling with mourners Some would say it's ghoulish Mingling with mourners I say don't be foolish 
had an allotment Which to him allotment A Dutch hoe which got bent His widow gave to me That Dutch hoe I'll cherish Though the rubber handles perished And the head so bent it's rubbish It couldn't hoe a single weed No, couldn't Oh, mingling with mamas Some sat down in corners Others at the table Eyeing up the quiche Never taste more jolly, but never live more fully than when mingling with mourners. Mingling with mourners. Mingling with mourners. Mingling with mourners. Remembering the deceased. And I do remember them with great affection. No. But I'm looking forward to um, mingling with some more. In the near future. Any plans of popping off, Ken? <laughs> well, I do have to go now, John. Oh. Hey, Ken. Mm. Yeah, well, I've got to go and make some calls, John. Oh. Uh, tell the world you've got a new LP out. <gasps> yes. See you later. Right, thanks, Ken. See you shortly. Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> we, were, we uh, were on the way back from Camp Festival and... Um, I didn't sleep all night because people kept crawling into my tent, <laughs> which is fair enough because they were our dancers and they were sleeping on the grass. <laughs> but um, I had Glad to know you treat your artists <laughs> well. They they did that of their own accord. I just thought they'd bring their own tents. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had a bit of an emotional breakdown while driving back and had to stop in a premiere in. And then Moina played me this album. I thought I'd cheer. Fire up by playing mingling with mourners. It's on the comedy side <laughs> of the music spectrum. <laughs> yeah, and um, it worked. And here we are today. Here we are today, cackling in the studio. Um, why? Like, because we we were chatting whilst whilst that was playing. Like, it definitely does have the air of like naughty's children TV intro kind of thing. Um, but but then this like a hilarious comedic kind of talk speak over it. Um, does that like, like the, the comedic element, like does that come through in the way that you guys like, think about performance? I think we probably don't think about it, but it's inevitable. Yeah, I feel like humour is an essential way of us getting over the fear of performing. Definitely. Um but also I think it's just funny when you're like, okay, going on a stage, that's a big pool of people. I think the whole thing is hilarious. It is, it is like, <laughs> as a concept, it is hilarious. Yeah. Especially when you, when your performance, like, I think, you know, because you guys wear these, like, gorgeous costumes, um, and, like, the whole thing is, like, a little bit camp, maybe. I don't know if that's, like, a word that you would, would want your music to be yeah. described as, but, yeah, it's, like, camp and quirky and fun. And I think, like if you took it too seriously, it would risk coming across as, like, insincere, maybe? I don't know. Like, yeah. I think the comedy... Not not that it's, like, meant to be a comedy performance, but I think I really rate performances that have a little bit of, like, tongue-in-cheek, you know, wink of the eye, whatever. Yeah. I think if we took Mermaid Chunky very seriously, I think it would be... The whole thing would just fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also think that we've only got to this stage through not taking it seriously... And also, I think if we, like, took out the 
comedic element, which is definitely also, like I said before, it just happens. It's not a plan. Mm. It just happens. Mm. Um, it just, it would also filter out the kind of more sad, emotional tunes as well, because I think you have to have both. Right. Yeah, it is really important to have have the duality of those like two emotions. Otherwise, just kind of flat lines. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, yeah, I think it's always that thing of being like an art-based duo as well. Mm. Um, yeah, pe- what we want everyone to feel welcome and it not to be like so niche that people feel like, ooh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is why we sort of tap into a lot of popular kids programs and things like that because it's sort of for everyone yeah there's like a universality of the context it's not like niche art school yeah it's just bits and bobs yeah bits and bobs i like that um what have you brought for us next um um oh so this is ramping up a bit now this is one of my fave tunes by nadia rose such a good lyricist and she got um, asked to do this for the Sean the Sheep movie too, and um, I, mean, I just love I love how her whole approach to this situation, and I also like when she's interviewed about this film. They keep being like, "Why have you made this tune for this animation?" Because she's quite like a cool rapper, right? They're like, "Why have you done this?" She's like, "I just I've always just loved animated animals." And she doesn't go any further. And the <laughs> interviewer just keeps going like, so why have you done And she's like, I just, uh, you know. <laughs> Is she from Bristol? Because cause I, I know Ardman's based in Bristol, so maybe that's also like a link. No, you know, she's like, actually from London. Ah, um, wow, well, yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I uh, hope you enjoy. Let's have a listen. If I can press play. Here we go. Sure, stay focused. No more being silly. Sean, I really mean it. Not nine. Look at you all grown up. Lit, lit, lit. Are oh, you glowed up? You're a star, stay shining. In case you missed it, rewind it. Hello. Hi. Nadia your Rose. That's me. I know you know. Let me remind you how it goes. R- r- rewind it. A big man now you can't ramp. Can't be a chump, you're a champ. We want to follow your lead. Your things on fleek, so let's do it different. Let's do things responsibly. I'll drop bars, you'll say bye. The whole world will rock to the beat like.
Chowder for the kitten, mellow yellow lemon. I'm glowed up. I'm glowed up. Yeah, same town stealing, same squad chilling. Baggy for the pit, can't you see I'm living? I'm glowed up. I'm glowed up. Shining nigga, the silver lining, nickel plated, refinery, never sweating the minor words of the most honorable, no bullshit in me, cause laxatives in your child away. That's the shit I can't condone. Full power until we reach the maximum. Gonna all my worries, I'm loony, absolutely out my dome. Stacking my capital, I carve in my legacy. Now tell me, is you with me? With me, with me, chaperone. Full time killing, bad whole driller, child for the kitten, mellow yellow lemon. I'm glowed up. I'm glowed up. Yeah, same time stealing, same squad chilling, begging for the pit. Can't you see I'm living? I'm glowed up. I'm glowed up. I'm not in the 
So we had that last track was Glowed Up, Feet Anderson Pack. Um, and the one before was Tia Tamara. Why did you bring those for the show? Um, I just think that Tia Tamara has got such a fun music video. I really like Doja Cat's very thick purple leggings. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the lyrics are jokes. So good. Um, yeah. And just like the uh, brightness of all the colours and the, the kind of sliminess of the song. Sliminess of the song. Yeah. That's a really good way of describing it. I don't know <laughs> if I would have... Um, I don't know if I would have thought of using that word, but I totally hear it. Like, yeah. I totally hear it. Yeah. Um, and what about the Anderson Pack one? Um, similar thing, I guess, like the lyrics, the Anderson Pack lyrics in that are just so good when he's talking about kittens and chowder. I think that's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Kay Chinada. I feel like when Freya graduated and moved back to Stroud we were both hanging out a lot listening to that 99.9% yeah, album and such having a, a really good time and I think just the the roundness and like the roundness of all the bass and mm. those beats like how bouncy ball they are yeah and um, I think is often what we're looking for in um our well, I don't know if it's what it's looking for, but that's it feels like the perfect. It feels like what you want to hear. So I feel like maybe that does kind of hop out yeah. when we're making bits. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. I think that album like was like that 99.9% album was really seminal in like some of the kind of basic production techniques that like um Kate used, like just side chaining the fuck out of um, the bass and the kick drum and now when you hear it it sounds like a little bit dated or like when you hear people that reference it maybe it sounds like a bit dated but at the time I remember hearing it and being like oh my god this is like cracked my ears so good um, and now you've brought a remix of very famous song Gypsy Woman um, is it a remix or is it the original? Oh, there's so many remixes I don't know it's just the one with the organ <laughs> <laughs> um, this is such a good tune. Been Psychonic. dancing to it a lot recently. Yeah, crack it up. Let's go, let's whack it up. Crack it up.
absolute banger. Um, everyone knows Hung Up by Madonna, but mm. why did you bring it for me today? Uh, we brought it because we thought it was a great mixture of two big influences, Madonna and ABBA. Uh-huh. Obviously because that's sampled in the song oh, yeah. at the beginning. You know what? I don't think I've ever noticed that. Yeah. But now you say it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, yeah, I think we were just we were thinking very literally about tunes that have influenced us, and some there's some tunes that are just so pervasive yeah. everywhere that they're like all in your head. You don't even need to listen to them because they're just there all the time. Um, and so that's one of them. That's one of them. Yeah, especially because the bit with the sample was used in like every Olympic advert that there was. Do you remember? I didn't notice that. Well, I think I reckon yeah. In 2012, like when the Olympics and they had all the adverts on telly, uh, like they always. That's used why it feels so heroic. Yeah, because it is. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I guess maybe it's like what came first, chicken or the egg situation, because it's like it does sound heroic anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's such a great tune, and like. I mean, like, the last couple of songs that you've brought, like, definitely reference, like, club culture. Um, how influential has, like, nightlife clubs, venues been in shaping the music that you make? Yeah, pretty massive. I feel like in... When we... Sorry. When we um, were hanging out together in Stroud, um, we were... Uh, Moina's parents run a really lovely art centre called SVA. And one of the first times I met Moina was when I used to try and get in when I was 16 um, and she was on the door and she said that I was acting cool which I don't think I was I think I was being awkward um, <laughs> <laughs> and trying to pretend that I was older than I was um, but yeah just dan- lots of dancing we both love dancing mm-hmm. a lot um, and just that kind of we want people to be able to dance to our music sometimes it's hard to get them to do it because mm-hmm. they think they think sometimes they think oh this is arty and therefore i should be serious and listen or mm-hmm. i don't know what they're thinking but it's hard to get people to stand up yeah maybe that's just london or just in general yeah but um we're always like what can we do to make people get up and dance like it's always just trying to put that kick and put lots of kicks and claps in like every song the right. same the exact same kick and the exact same clap because we we can never be bothered to mess around with it <laughs> but well, if um, you know it works then it works yeah Oh, yeah, it works for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, in, like in terms of like the gigs that you've played, what's been your favourite um, like gig that you played like maybe in the past year like, and where? Ooh. What would you say, Moina? Um, um, well, we... Because uh, I was trying to think. End of the Road was good because we went and we thought there was going to be no one in the audience and we came out and it was absolutely packed out oh wow and we had a big troop of friends all frolicking on stage and i think people were um everyone didn't know what was going on so that was great <laughs> um and then we did a re- also a really funny gig at brixton academy supporting lcd sound system um and we were we, we <laughs> at this point we didn't have any kind of anyway we we were like doing all the emails with this big American production crew and they just kept telling us off because <laughs> I guess maybe we're slightly unruly and we brought a big troop of um, friends in frills and um, it was really funny because also no one knew what was going on in the crowd <laughs> and like <laughs> lots of grinding on <laughs> confused people's faces. Yeah, my apparently there's like a Reddit feed of people kind of fighting about whether our show was 
completely terrible or whether it was fun. But I, I think that, yeah, oh. it was quite a cool mix of like, I feel like the audience for LCD Sound System is maybe slightly different to our usual audience yeah so that, was, that was really cool were they receptive could you it was hard to tell we've never played anywhere that big so it was just like we were just really overwhelmed but I think some people were really enjoying it but what was fun because there was like so many of our crew on stage it could hardly it didn't really matter because <laughs> there was a, not there was the, a... the crap but it was just like the energy was there even if do you know what I mean the and we had it was like really received really excitingly um so that was i think also it was just generally surreal because it was like everyone was like okay you know in the in the britney heads pieces like throwing people around which <laughs> is, i just thought it was really strange <laughs> Yeah, we, it was just so funny to be experiencing this big sort of production team. And there was a point where she sort of came into the dressing and was like, I'm so glad you're all here. This is so amazing. But actually... It was a lovely American accent, by the way. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. But she, I could tell that us being there was actually a massive thorn in her side. Right. Because like, she was so worried about all of LCD she sound systems. All like the glass vases on the side kind of thing. Like She was yeah. like worried about the glass vases and... And the kind of lighting fixtures. Yeah. What props that you had like brought on stage? No, she was just generally worried that we were kind of breaking everything. Right. Yeah. Which maybe we won't. Won't. Yeah. She's worried about the synthesizers, all the LCD synthesizers. That's a lot to worry about. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of stress on that. She was stressed. She totally get totally get that she was stressed. <laughs> Moyni doesn't get it. <laughs> um, for we've got a couple uh, more tracks that you guys have brought before the end. Um, what is the next one? Um, this is Energy Energy. Um, it's really good. It's by Susie Analog. Um, she's just an incredible producer, record label uh, runner, and she just does things very, makes things really quickly and. She's just great into disciplinary mind. Amazing. Let's take a listen.
Hope everyone is still locked in. That was an amazing um, track by DJ LHC called CCTV. Yes. So good. <laughs> Banging out the 160 BPM. Ah, ah, ah. 20 to 3 <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> That's one way to start your week. I, I hope it perked everyone who's still listening up. I'm still here with Mermaid Chunky. You're still listening to Shelf Raiders. I'm still Gigi Williams. Um, uh so we just like put on a couple of like high tempo bangers um and now we're going to listen to some of your music is this like talk to me about where this falls in your category or in your discography even um so this is from our first album vest um it's i would say i was going to say one of our oldest songs we develop our songs a lot in like live performance improvisation mm-hmm. um so um this song has been on many journeys and it's kind of nice because the crowds that see you developing it live they're kind of all part of it's almost like everyone has a bit of an ownership over the track so yeah. when it comes out they're like i remember when it was like this and i remember when you did this and it was like this so it's um it's always like when i think about it it's always filled with lots of faces and kind of funny parties and <laughs> things like this <laughs> yeah um yeah that's pretty much it it's, very, it's all loop based so we use a loop pedal and just uh-huh. build up different like animal uh, children's toys and stuff and um yeah let's let it play let's have a listen These girls, these girls, these girls, these girls, they don't give up. 
wicked um we've got a couple more for you guys before the end of the show um i think this has been the most eclectic range of stuff that anyone's brought on but i fucking love it it's so great like we've had poetry we've had accordion music we've had folk we've had like stuff to shake your ass to it's been all over and thank you so much for bringing such a beautiful collection of music into the studio no worries, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been great. Um, so we just had two of your tracks, Gemini Girls and These Girls? These Girls, well, other way around, These Girls and Gemini Girls. Um, and are they both of the same project? Yeah. Yeah, they're both of the same album, which came out sort of in the middle of lockdown in 2021. 2021. <laughs> um um, how did the lockdown such a boring question but I do think it's actually really interesting like how did the lockdown affect your process of like m- making music did you delve into the crevices of the internet and not come out or go outside or I think for me um, uh, I guess we were get, getting ready for album release so um, I was using my friend's photoshop and trying to we were trying to do all of the um album artwork and i thought it was quite jokes because it was like quite big deadlines like making the album cover that was going to go to print and like you know obviously quite a big investment and i was literally learning photoshop two days before <laughs> but i think that was in the right vein of like how we work and i quite liked it because on our album cover there's a picture of my little sister and ah. um, kind of doing a very worrying scrunched up face and her hair is all wispy and I've really photoshopped her the the background out really badly um, <laughs> and um, our label manager at the time kept being like do you want to sort that out do you want to sort that out and I was like N- I don't think so like I, don't, I think that would that wouldn't be very truthful yeah so that's quite a nice memory 
and I feel like had good time to do some deep YouTube music vid um, research. Yeah. And that was really, has been really helpful more recently. Right. Has yeah. it all come, all, all of the things that you like collected and got in your like arsenal of visual language, is it like coming up to fruition now, coming to fruits? I think so. We get, we're getting our next album ready, so we're just like going into music video production mode. Yeah. So even though I haven't been specifically re-cataloguing and re-clocking into the videos, they're definitely like, I feel like they're mm. spurring me on. Like, mm-hmm. Got kind of good jetpack. Yeah, artistic jetpack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um well, that's really exciting. So what is the timeline for the next project like looking? Like? It's quite abstract right now, but kind I like of that. It's spring abstract release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably spring with some maybe some singles dropped slightly earlier. But keeping us on our toes. Yeah. We've, we've just signed with a label. I don't Oi. know if we're announcing that yet. I don't think we are. Secret label sign. <laughs> um, so it's all on track. Looking forward to doing that. We've... All the tracks are done. That's that's huge. It's yeah. a big win. Yeah. Um, shall I promote those gigs? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do s- promote these. G- <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, it. It's old my, school. You're going. Yeah, you're going yeah. truthful. Just There's getting no my uh, Google Calendar out. <laughs> um, we're doing two gigs in December. We're doing one on the 14th at Peckham Audio, which, which is. Really close. Really close where we are right now. Right up the road. Probably the closest you can be without being inside Packham Audio. Exactly. That's very handy. It's so handy. So, yeah, everyone that's nearby. Um, with Dig That Treasure, that's on the 14th of December. And then on the 15th, we are going to Bristol, near our hometown, and playing at Dare Shack. Yeah, with um, Aubrey Common. Wow. Big ups, them. That's going to be real fun it's gonna be good it's gonna be a solstice celebration apparently though it's a bit off the solstice date so i don't know what the energy flow is gonna be like there yeah (laughs) can you call it a solstice celebration if it's not actually on solstice kind of it's gonna be i'm not sure it's gonna really work but it's nice to solstice appropriation (laughs) um and so for those gigs like how do you like are you gonna have like dancers like what's the um what is what's the vibe of it is it just you guys on stage um i think for it's kind of to be um told but it's all in the in the thinking sure it's all kind of cooking at the minute mm-hmm. yeah definitely costumes that's so exciting costumes and some new films and oh what a treat so 14th of december at peck and um well amazing well listen thanks uh, so much for being in the studio thank you to everyone who's stayed tuned in this has been shelf raiders with gg and special guest mermaid chunky hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day um and that's all i have to say have ah, a lovely thanks for having <laughs> us goodbye <laughs> Fire burned an orange-colored day.
senseless creature. 